I'm Jessica. I'm Sonia. And I'm Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. Like our name says, we drink too much and have an opinion on everything. Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. So go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Uh, Welcome to Opinionate Lush's Books and Booze, where we bring in authors, indie authors, and they talk about their books. Today, we have Natalie Cross. Welcome, Natalie. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to be here. It's great to have you. We're super excited. Um, Tell us a bit about yourself, Um, where you're from, how long you've been an author. What's your favorite drink? We would love to know everything. (laughs) Sure. So, um, wow. I don't know why I suddenly got tongue-tied there. I mean, my favorite, maybe I should just start with like my favorite drink, which is a glass of wine, obviously. I'm perfect. The world's like worst mixologist, even like a rum and Coke. I can't mix a rum and Coke somehow. I don't know. Anyway, we do 50-50 here. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's 50 see? Coke, 50 rum. <laughs> that's it. Maybe, easy, easy. <laughs> see, that's what I need is like really easy cocktail recipes. So mostly I just stick with wine <laughs> um, for the most part. But um, I'm from um, like the Philadelphia area originally. Um, okay. And now I live out in Los Angeles. Uh, but actually, one of the reasons I love your podcast is my dad is Canadian. <laughs> Um, and so he's from, uh, Montreal, but nobody in the family lives there now. They're all in like Ontario outside London and then in, um, Alberta for the most part. But I love listening to Canadian podcasts. So <laughs> Thank you. Are we in like guilty rock. pleasure? Like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say a guilty pleasure. I think you guys are just a delight. Oh, <laughs> well, that works. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you want to tell us about the book that you're promoting today? Sure. So, um, it's part of my like ballroom mystery series that I have. Um, There's three books in it. The primary one is called ballroom blitz, um, which I'm not reading from today. (laughs) Um, But that one's more of just like a straight romance suspense. It's like friends to lovers. It's a little bonkers and Scooby-Doo and it's, it's fun. But anyway, this one is called ballroom blind date, which if I could work my camera, there it is. Um, But it's a romance suspense novella. Um, there's only kissing in it um, because it was a novella and I couldn't fit anything more in there. <laughs> um, but basically it all takes place in one night, which is like the world's worst possible blind date um, that goes horribly, horribly wrong. Um, 
that's like just kind of a standalone novella in this ballroom romantic mystery series that I have. Nice. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Um, I guess if you want to get into it, uh, we have a couple of drink words tonight, which are um, puppies, house, and blind date. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. I yes. got those ri written down. I'm already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, if you really want to, like, start drinking i guess tabitha or dennis would also be good drink words because all right we can I didn't realize you could use names <laughs> we're yeah, we can use those. well yeah <laughs> we're we're adding it we're we're gonna get into this so whenever you're ready you can read your chapter and we can drink <laughs> okay all right sounds good um Tabitha half-listened to the real estate agent's deep Philadelphia accent as she droned on about the school system and the importance of finding a good contractor for all the little fix-ups like Tabitha was a home renovation novice. She would have told the agent about her family, some of the finest contractors in the Keystone State, if she hadn't been so distracted by the presence of her too late blind date. Damn Anita for setting them up. Damn herself for listening. Tabitha was too old for this kind of shit. After everything that had happened with Brian, she should have just said no to a blind date set up by her irritatingly happy dance instructor. I'll leave you two to look around the house while I lock up outside. Rita Foster, who needed a pantsuit that flattered her figure better, clutched her phone with white knuckles. No dawdling, we have to be out of here by eight. Seriously, did the house turn into a spaceship at eight? Tabitha had been there less than five minutes, and that was the third time Rita had reminded her. Tabitha sighed, closed her eyes, and counted to ten. This could be her house. After all this time searching and getting outbid, this could be hers. Just stepping onto the land, a sense of peace had suffused her. Her parents had taught her to respect the bones of a place. Some houses were born good, some wrong. Some had the finicky personality of a thoroughbred requiring constant upkeep and reassurance. Others embraced a Woodstock-era vibe, laid back and hazy-eyed, willing to forgive. This house reminded her a bit of a rescue puppy. Treat it well and it would wait patiently for you to come home the rest of its life, wagging its tail and spreading joy. Treat it poorly and it would chew off your face in the middle of the night. She knew how to respect a place. This house would be hers. There was no way damn Dennis would treat it with the love and care it deserved. She ran a finger along the white countertop. Thank goodness it wasn't marble. Marble was for thoroughbred houses. Um, Tabitha? She did not spare him a glance. He didn't deserve it. Instead, she checked the cabinet underneath the kitchen sink, not out of any particular concern. The homeowners had an unexpected predilection for rat poison. Vermin wouldn't deter her from her dream home, but it certainly could help with the price point. She heard Dennis's sigh, something breathy and sincere, and her spine stiffened. He didn't know her. He didn't know she'd never yield. I, I'm sorry, Tabitha. Her heart clenched and roiled. Apologies were a dime a dozen in her experience. Brian had apologized after screwing Tabitha's tennis coach, and what had it meant? Absolute zilch! For stepping into my open house, she asked. He scoffed, and she turned on him, arms crossed on her chest, hip jutted to the side. Her power pose, the one she practiced in the mirror a thousand times before she started her own firm. Your open house? He pushed his spectacles up the bridge of her, at the bridge of his nose, and some long-buried, treacherous part of her found it absolutely adorable. It's a free township. It's an open house. Ha! <laughs> she shoved away the softer side of her that liked that silly sweet gesture. She had dug a grave for that part of herself years before, after the incident. She leaned into him and lowered her tone. This is my house. I've been looking for this place for years, and this is everything I want. Get out. He ran his hands through his sandy brown hair. It reminded her of the beach and lazy summer days eating ice cream on a boardwalk. 
but she was not one to dwell on nostalgia. Not yet. Not until she had filled this house with its angsty puppy vibes with memories. Good ones. I will not, he said. He sounded almost prim, like he was in a 19th century adaptation of this conversation. I love this house. It checks every single one of my boxes. Every single box except the one where you neglect to show up on time for a date. She bit her lip. She hadn't meant to bring it up. She was fine being alone. She had only accepted the date as a favor to Anita. Since she and her partner Patrick had gotten together, they suffered from the same affliction as all happy couples, the insufferable desire to match their friends. And Tabitha wanted their friendship. It had been a long time since she had found a community outside her family that was so welcoming. She had needed it after the divorce. Dennis frowned, the crease between his light green eyes deepening like a rift in the ocean. You're right. I should have been on time. I'm not very good with keeping appointments. It's not like you can set reminders on your phone or anything. She just couldn't help herself, could she? She had to keep pushing. That's what Brian would have said, not that she cared anymore. Dennis, Dennis pushed his hands into the pockets of his light gray slacks. I already apologized. I saw this listing in the open house notification and I got too excited. That long buried soft part of her purred. Okay, fair point. This listing was her own personal unicorn, but she wasn't about to let him know that. So was I, but I still showed up at the restaurant. Dennis frowned again and pushed the spectacles back up his nose. As far as habits went, it was not the most irritating one she'd ever dealt with, but she doubted he even knew he was doing it. It was utterly non-Brian, which was ever so slightly adorable. Several long moments passed, with fumes practically rising from the pair of them as they squared off across the kitchen island. She had to force them a bit on her side. Nerdy guys had never quite done it for her before, but this one itched under her skin like poison ivy. Tabitha narrowed her eyes at him. She was in charge of her own life. She was never going to be a victim again. She wasn't going to back down, not here, not ever. Dennis broke the stalemate first, slumping his shoulders and casting his gauge to the vinyl-tiled kitchen floor. Fine, I'm going to find the real estate agent. I'll get out of your hair. He yielded? So quickly? She had been preparing for a full-out MMA brawl. Tabitha almost capitulated. Almost. He was a nebbish, nebbish type of cute that tugged at something deep inside of her. But no, she hadn't made it in the luxury marketing business by kowtowing. She hadn't survived the incident and Brian only to give up on her home ownership dream this easily. Still, he seemed genuinely contrite. Her mother had always told her to listen to her gut when it came to people and houses. She should confront him. She should. Instead, she watched as he walked outside to the patio through the full-length glass doors that opened on both sides. It would have been helpful to see the place in full daylight to get a better sense of the landscaping. She would have to talk to the real estate agent about a private showing where she could make her offer. If Dennis could find Rita, where on earth had she gone during her own open house? Also, this was ridiculous, following a grown-ass man she didn't like around a house that she did. She returned to her self-tour of the premises. She was inspecting a downstairs pantry when she heard Dennis's strained voice. Tabitha? Uh, Tabitha. One more thing she'd have to manage. Clearly the man couldn't do anything properly. He couldn't even find the real estate agent. Feeling somewhat justified, she sauntered into the hallway and halted directly where she stood. The swagger of smugness faded from her muscles. He looked terrible. Not just, I fucked up a blind date terrible, but terrible, terrible. His sandy brown hair was disheveled and there was a high, unpleasant flush to his cheeks. She did not want to call the paramedics. Brian still, sometimes still pulled shifts in this township. Are you okay? She asked. He spoke rapidly, removing his glasses and rubbing them furiously between the folds of shirt front. I can't find her. I don't know where the agent went. She said she was going outside, didn't she? She held her hands in front of her in the same soothing gesture she used for anxious or feral animals. 
calm down. Everything's going to be all right. He glanced up, and she practically recoiled at the naked fear in his green eyes. Something doesn't feel right. That gave Tabitha more of a pause. She was never one to discount a good old-fashioned bad vibe. Not after everything she'd gone through all those years ago. She had spent years of hard-earned money on countless hours of therapy and self-defense courses in order to learn that she should never discount a bad vibe. She placed a hand on his shoulder, surprised to feel the firmness of muscle. He wasn't a big guy, not more than a few inches taller than her average 5'4", but he was wiry, taut, like a sexy pencil. Not that such a thing existed. He raised his wounded gaze to hers and held it, a heartbeat in time, nothing more. A tingle swirled in the depths of her core, and she couldn't quite decide whether she was more surprised at the tingle's reappearance after so long dormant, or at its provocation. While she was decidedly not feeling the extent of his deltoids, the glass doors to the patio swung open. In unison, Tabitha and Dennis swerved their head toward the sound. Oh shit, not again. How is this happening to Tabitha again? Two hulking men in black tactical gear, Frog March Rita Forrest, now gagged with her hands zip-tied behind her back into the living room. Her red blazer was gone, and the white silk blouse beneath was torn up one side, the hems of her red trousers muddy and frayed. She had lost one of her shoes. Of all the things her brain could fixate on, this was the one Tabitha's chose. Where was her goddamn shoe? Tabitha would hate to lose her own shoes, her lucky peacock blue stilettos. Where was Rita's fucking shoe? Tabitha's chest constricted, even as her heart galloped, the sound of her pulse in her ears so loud she could barely hear it when one of the intruders spoke. Nevertheless, it wasn't difficult to get the message. It was expected, practically wrote. Would it have killed the intruders to say something more original? Stay calm, or everybody dies. That's the end of the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) You picked really good words. Domarie has to kill her (laughs) drink. I shouldn't have added the names. No, that was perfect. (laughs) Now I gotta get my lid on. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, perfect. No, that was really good. Wait, I think I missed a couple, so let me just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> catch up. I know my mouth is dry. I got to catch up too. Yeah. <laughs> take a drink. Take take a few. <laughs> Sonia, uh, any questions? I, I I wrote down a list. Um, okay. <laughs> no, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> um, how many unpublished and half finished books do you have, or pieces of work? Oh wow, that's a good question. Um, well, I just had one like work in progress that was like 40,000 words in that I was like, I hate this. No, <laughs> it's no. not moving anywhere. <laughs> so, I mean, literally like two days ago, like, oh, I just no. kind of like left it and I was like, I'm going to start over. And so <laughs> I've now started over on that one. So that's one. Um, I have like two, three. I think I have like between six and nine. Um that are either like finished, but need some editing or some beta reading that are like half finished, uh, somewhere in, in that range. There are a couple also that are going to be released later this year that are almost done. <laughs> if I can find covers for them, basically. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah. What do you find easier, um, character development or world building? Oh, that's tricky. Um, I think character development is easier. Um, the world building is fun, but it also requires a lot of description. And I mm -hmm. think it's really hard because, you know, there's that whole like show don't tell thing in writing. Yeah. And I think it's really difficult with a lot of world building to do that. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> true. It's true. And like, there's really a lot of research that like sometimes yeah. has to go into it. Right. Yeah. Depending on what your world is about, you have to do a lot of research. Yeah. That's why I admire like those like, hardcore science fiction kind of people. Cause like they get into it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Or even like people who write like paranormal romances and stuff. Cause I mean, they have to like commit to rules for their shifters and things and yeah and like aliens um, can and can't do and it's like that's that that's commitment <laughs> I really it is. It. yeah yeah <laughs> they don't like change it up throughout like <laughs> yeah or hopefully they don't i don't know yeah <laughs> I imagine they some might. people accidentally do but yeah, yeah. Like, uh oh <laughs> yeah. <get> angry emails <laughs> yeah exactly all of a sudden the blue aliens aren't blue anymore and people are like what happened yeah the when did they turn purple? What? Then yeah. <laughs> you have to make up some excuse for it. Like, oh, it's just a rage thing. <laughs> like, they got too close real. to the sun, okay? <laughs> and that's why they changed color. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Romance reasons. Just say romance reasons yeah. and move on. Yeah, romance <laughs> yeah. reasons. When they mate, when they be find their mate, they change color, okay? Like, that's how it is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> how did you not know that? <laughs> Are you Suspend not paying attention? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gaslight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have the worst writing ever. This was a terrible. Okay. So, have you found a lot of support uh, within your writing, like this book specifically? And like, who has your been your strongest support in your writing? Um, definitely my family. I'd say like my mom um, and my sisters. Like they tend to be kind of my my first readers. Um, 
my husband like doesn't quite get it. <laughs> he's just like, oh, you just go like write some books. That's so cool. But I don't think he's actually read any of them, which is also probably a good idea. But anyway, um, no. So yeah, definitely my family. Um, I did meet like a critique partner um, on Twitter before I deleted my Twitter account. Um, and she's been awesome. Like we, we trade chapters back and forth a lot and, and she's been really supportive and helpful too. So um, it's nice. It's nice to kind of like meet other people. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. after, you know, you feel very siloed, I think after a few years in the pandemic and it's nice to branch out a little. So. Yeah. Um, I know we kind of touched base before we actually started recording this, but I have to ask, Panner or Plancer? Pacer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've heard there's this hybrid term called Plancer, which is extraordinarily difficult to say, but it's where you like have kind of a general plot outline and then you just sort of let it go where it will. So it's kind of like a mix between planning and pantsing. Um, and I think I kind of fall into that. Like, usually when I have the idea for a story, I like open a document and I just kind of download all the random weird things that have gone through my head and I put it into that document and then I like try to build an outline around it. But it's usually a really kind of bare outline. And then I, I just try to make it work. So, I mean, my first drafts are kind of terrible <laughs> and when I go back in editing I just kind of try to add in things like hey by the way this is who committed the murder the whole time and <laughs> I totally knew that I don't know why you didn't know that I knew it definitely yeah. <laughs> thousand percent it's not a surprise to me at all <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> again with the gaslighting you got gaslight as much as yeah. you possibly can exactly right. <laughs> gotta gaslight yourself sometimes yeah, yeah. Uh, for this book, what was the hardest scene to write? Oh, um, there's like a fight scene kind of toward the end. Cause it's, I mean, it, you can kind of tell it's like a home invasion. Like they start out, they're supposed to go on this blind date. And then the guy, Dennis, like never shows up for the blind date. And Tabitha's kind of pissed about it. Um, and then they go to this open house and they just happen to be there together. And then it turns into like a home invasion and they have to run from the home invasion. So there's a scene later on where they like, you know, have to have to battle in a way. And that was really hard because it's really hard to like keep track of body parts in a way. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's weird. Cause like, it's almost easier to keep track of body parts in a sex scene than it is to keep track of them in a fight scene. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, wait, but what does that do again? Um, how many times can you say it's the WAP without it sounding like a 60s Batman episode? <laughs> like, okay. uh, so that, that took a lot of, of editing <laughs> time, I would say. Um, I have to ask, who is your favorite author? Oh, that's tricky. Um, it's a tie right now, uh, like between Alyssa Cole and um, I just started reading all these Tiffany Jackson books and I went down like a deep Tiffany Jackson hole and I love her books. <laughs> I don't know if you've read any of them, but they're like young adult horror kind of things. Like she has one that's um, that's based on Carrie called The Weight of Blood. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's so good. And if you listen to the audio book, there's like a full cast for the audio book. And oh, anyway, so I've, I've hardcore kind of <laughs> gone down like a Tiffany Jackson rabbit hole recently. So I'd say it's probably a, a toss up between 
Alyssa Cole and Tiffany Jackson right now. <laughs> but it changes all the time, right? Because yeah, because you, you find know, new authors, so then you're just like. <laughs> yeah. I love this work. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine. I don't know, and then you're like, why isn't your backlist longer? I've been dedicated to the same author since I was like 12, mm -hmm. which is like R.A. Salvatore. <laughs> so okay. like, I'm, yeah, the whole time, totally. my whole life. Yeah. And uh, Dumber, yours is always changing, isn't it? Like, it's, Yeah, mine's always changing. Yeah. Who are you I'm right like, now? Um, I just did Arena Kent Kick. Like, I just was, like, reading her whole backlist, like, her Royal Elite series. And she's an indie author. Um, She's actually from the UK. And, yeah, I just went through her whole backlist recently. And now I'm just waiting for a couple of arcs, I believe. Um, I liked uh, Chantal Tessier. She's good. I'm, I'm mostly into dark romances. It's just my thing. Mm -hmm. um, I've read a couple fantasy and a couple of like sci-fi and stuff and um, young adult. Um, young adult, I liked Jennifer L. Armentrout. Mm -hmm. I liked her, like not the Blood and Ash series. That is more new adults. I, I don't <laughs> want anyone who's a young adult to pick up that book. <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> young adult means something so different nowadays than it did when I was like a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> so I was a yeah, teenager yeah. and there was like basically Judy Bloom, and that was it and then you just basically had to if you liked anything kind of dark you had to jump to like michael Crichton and stephen king and R. Yeah. salvatore and those kind of people and nowadays there's so much variety in young adults and i'm like this is so cool why was yeah, this around no, when i was a kid they really opened up with their um yeah. their genre and stuff and a lot more um artists and yeah, no, I, I don't mind young adult, believe it or not, even though I'm in my 30s. I don't think there should be an age limit. I agree. I think, I'm in my 40s and I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's yeah. just there's like a restriction, not a limit, but a restriction, right? Like mm -hmm. any age you can like the older you get, the more you can read. But like, you know, children should not be reading. Yeah, no, like children shouldn't be reading new adult or anything like that. Yeah. But like if you're older, you should you could be reading anything you want. I don't think you should be shamed of reading what you want. When you're 18. <laughs> yeah, when you're 18. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. My eight-year-old daughter, she was looking at some of my books, and I was like, those are not for you. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you, no, may, no. you may not read them. And then she was like, oh, mom, you should read this book of mine. And I was like, I will read that book of yours. <laughs> because then yeah. it's like having a book buddy. <laughs> and yes, also then I yeah. can just check to make sure that it was shelved appropriately. <laughs> so <laughs> just <Yeah>. FYI. <laughs> yes, yes. So do you hide any secrets in your books that only a few fans would know? Like they have to be like a fan of yours to understand like the little Easter eggs in your books or? I, I like Easter eggs. Um, I mean, all of my books are set in kind of the same world, even though they're all standalone. So like I try to kind of draw snippets from each one <laughs> and then kind of drop them in along the way. So, you know, like people... That, like happens in a lot of series you know you have people who from the first few novels who are kind of side characters who then pop up later in later books um and like one thing I, i'm writing or i wrote that's in the editor's hands now but um i wrote a like queer rock star romance um yeah. and there i made up a band and this kind of thing and made up a tv show for them because why not it's fun and yeah. uh 
I, I'm actually bringing that into my my current like work in progress. Um, oh, fun. Just to, like have the band kind of follow yeah. along because I was like that'd be cool. Like people could just listen. So you're to like this fake kind of doing like a crossover up. like type like yeah yeah because yeah. again just. I mean, it entertains me. I don't think it needs yeah. to entertain anybody else in some ways. It's just like, it's kind of a cool thing. Like if you want to read it, then you, you kind I of be like, oh, cool. I know what that is. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that in books where like you're reading one and you're like, oh my God, this was in a previous yeah. book. Like these are the members of like this book. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No, I, I read like, um, I was reading this Alicia Rye series um, like one of her newer ones, I think it's called like Girl Gone Viral or something. And I, I read that one first and I was like, this is a really fun book. And then I went back and I read some of her like erotic romance. And I was like, oh my God, that was the family that shows up in Girl Gone Viral. <laughs> <laughs> She's so smart. How did she do that? It's just, I, I agree. It's so fun to kind of come up with those, those sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like crossovers. Like you know, when yeah. you're watching TV, yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, yes. yeah. You're exactly. in that show. That show's like showing up in this show. That's awesome. <laughs> it's very cool. It's all very meta and fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What advice would you give to an inspiring author that's just starting out? Like Dom Marie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say you want to give me advice. <laughs> well, but you're you've already started, right? <laughs> Sort of, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm in the writing process. That's totally fair. No, I would say just um, just keep writing. Like write whatever comes out of you because, I mean, the point is to finish it. Like even if you finish a first draft and your first draft is not what you envisioned it to be, you still have all the time in the world to like make it the way that you want it to be. Um, and like if you keep going back and kind of second guessing yourself, like I think especially for for pantsers like if you keep going back and like editing the earlier chapters like you never quite move on to the fun stuff that comes up um yeah. or that your characters kind of show you so I think it's good just to kind of push ahead <laughs> and if you get to a place where you're like I really don't want to write this right now but I know what happens immediately afterward like I'll put a tab in it or change the color or make some kind of marker or something and then I'll yeah. just move on <laughs> and then I'll go back later and fill it in. Um, Cause again, I think the, the point is, is just to, the more that you move forward, the easier it gets. And the more that you write and you keep writing, the easier actually like the words start coming to you and the more like, you know, the characters and the more, you know, the world. And so it's a lot easier to fill in the, um, fill in the story for the most part. Um, but I totally get it. Cause like sometimes you just get in your head and you're like, this isn't working. Why is it so yeah. hard? Why can't my brain just automatically come up with words? Like that would be so nice if they just showed up on the page. Is that right? To, like sit around <laughs> and type them out. Cause I don't like it kind of knew my idea and it just took off, but it didn't do it. It just, you know, yes, exactly. <laughs> if I could just plug it into my brain and have it download on the screen. Then this whole thing would be done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's good just to kind of like keep going. Cause someone told me too, like, that um, again, the, the more you write, the the more the creativity comes, um, and I've definitely found that that to be true too. Like it was really, it took me a long time to write my first book, and then all of the books that I've written since then have taken me substantially less time. Because <laughs> yeah, you also kind of like know what right? to expect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just find the groove, and then you'll get there. Yeah, you just gotta figure out what works for you, and then go with it. 
Yeah. And find the time because that's always a yeah, that's, that's the issue. Like, yeah, no time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I only get like six hours while my kid my kids are in school. Yeah. And then like I have house chores to do like in between then. And then like and sometimes I'll wake up at like two thirty, three in the morning. And that's when I'll have like ideas. I'll wake yeah. up and just I'll be like, Oh, where's my notebook? I need to write stuff down because or I'll forget. I'm like, what, what was that last night? Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, I don't remember. <laughs> no, I totally understand that feeling. My kids are four and eight. Um, and I have a full-time job outside this too. So it's it's just like wh- whatever 20 minutes I can find to squeeze something into is good. Um, but I've definitely felt the same thing, Dawn, where it's the middle of the night and you're like, I had this brilliant idea. And there's like yeah. my pens out of ink. And I'm like, well, yes, maybe it'll come back. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> you just hope that it me. comes back. Yeah, exactly. Just keep praying. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this is my last question. Um, <laughs> what's something you edited out of this book and was it an easy takeout or are you worried you shouldn't have taken it out? Like, so there there was a scene in it that just like didn't sit right with me. <laughs> um, it's a, cause it's also like an interracial romance. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just a scene in it that I, you know, I wrote like in the first kind of draft edits and it was in there. And then as I was reading it and rereading it, I was like, this just, no, <laughs> I was like, I don't like the way this is. I don't like what they're saying to each other. I'm just going to nix the whole thing. And so I just kind of cut the whole thing out and, um, and put something else in. I mean, I think like, cause I do a bunch of rounds of edits for, for every book. And like, sometimes the first round of edits, everything is like, oh, okay, well, I guess this story works. I'll just fix a few things here and there. But by like the third or fourth round of edits, I'm like, this, this book is not moving like right around this page. Why is that happening? Yeah. Um, like I'm writing, I, where I wrote, um, it's it's coming up later this year, but I wrote like a full length um, sequel to Ballroom Blitz. And uh, originally it had like a very different beginning, like by 15,000 words. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually sent it off to my my publisher, like with those first, with the original thing. And then she read it and she was like, oh, okay, well, here's my thoughts on it. And I wrote her back and I was like, you know, I reread it. And I was like, I really don't like those first 15,000 words. I think I'm going to redo the whole thing and make it make it better. Um, and so it wasn't like hard to cut. I think it was just kind of waiting to figure out that it didn't work. Nice. Um, and to kind of be like, it's okay that it didn't work. Like I can cut it and then maybe add it on as like an exclusive epilogue or prologue or something like that um, for my newsletter subscribers. You know, I, I don't, I try not to like fully delete anything unless yeah, yeah. it's really <laughs> terrible, which some of it is. Um, but like, I try not to like fully delete anything. I usually just have like some random word documents that say like deleted scenes. <laughs> and then I go back to it sometimes and I'm like, oh yeah, it was probably a good idea to delete that. <laughs> it didn't make sense at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How long does it usually take you to write a novel? It's a good question. Um, like a first draft or like the full thing? <laughs> the full thing. Let's just the do full the full thing. thing. Okay. Yeah. So I'd say the full thing um, is probably like 
like including editing and waiting yes. for stuff to settle. I'd probably from say the like, second the pen hits the paper yeah. till it is published. Oh, until it's published, that about yeah. a year. <laughs> a year oh, for, good, for a yeah. full length novel, like definitely a year. For a novella, it's definitely shorter. Yeah, because um, they're faster to write typically, and um, they're easier to edit because um, they typically tend to be a lot leaner. But like for a full length novel, I'd say it definitely takes me about a year like from start to finish and then like my like ballroom blitz um is traditionally published through a small publisher called the wild bros press um and so like i i wrote the novel in like four five months or something like that and then i sent it off to the editors and then it took about like a year <laughs> from when i sent it off to her until it actually ended up getting published so but i think it's good to take your time with stuff um i mean i know there's a whole big push in a lot of indie communities for this like mm -hmm. rapid releasing <laughs> um but it's it's so hard to do <laughs> like, it is when i have kids at home and i've got a full-time job and it's like i i can't just like churn out books <laughs> even though i'd like to it'd be so fun but yeah. um you know you, it, it's kind of hard to do but um yeah, that was a long answer to your question. I'm sorry about that. No, that's perfect. We we like detailed uh, answers. Um, I have a. I actually think I have a couple more. Um, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> the the genre you write is that the genre you also read, like on your spare time, or do you read outside of the genre you write? I read pretty much everything, um, except for really high fantasy. Um, I also have like a page limit, which is just my own personal, like slightly neurodivergent thing, um, mm -hmm. where I just like, I, even if I really like a book, if it's like 600 pages, I'll read 350 and be like, that was an excellent book. And then I'll never finish right. yeah. it. Um, and it's not a, it's not a factor of the book or anything. It's just, I, I don't know. I just have trouble focusing after like 350 pages. Yeah, that's, um, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So, but I, I read pretty much every genre. Um, romance, I really like because I like that I know that it's going to end okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. And sometimes I need that like sure thing, HEA kind of thing. Um, but I also really love like horror books. Like I think Sonia, you really like horror too, right? Um, no, she's sci-fi. Oh, she's sci-fi. Yeah. Okay. Sci-fi yeah, and Jessica. fantasy. Oh, Jessica. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I, I really like horror. I like um, thrillers and suspense books. Um, just like regular women's fiction. Um, sometimes I read nonfiction too. Just, you know, shake things up, up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just to change yeah. things up a little. Um, but I'm a total like mood reader. And basically like I see something on TikTok and I'm like, oh, pretty. <laughs> yeah, I go download it, and I'm like, "Oh, now I, now I own it. Maybe I should read it, <laughs> um, or I borrow it from the library or, or stuff like that." So, yeah, but I'll read. I'll read pretty much anything and everything. What is the hardest part about being an author? Is it the writing or is it the marketing? Um, I think the hardest part is coming up with a title and a blurb. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> right. we, just, we were talking about that before you came yeah. in. Yeah. I was, it's uh, so hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing a book for my daughter for her birthday, and that's coming Aww. up in two weeks. And I haven't had, like, the title. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know what to call it. I've just been calling it Danica's book. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, and like, we, I just finally uh, came up with one and it's, uh, it's great. I'm sure it'll be fine. But it's, uh, it, it took so long and Domri's like, I don't know what I'm naming mine either. Whatever it, happens, it does. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I asked the question on TikTok because I ask questions with authors. Like, I'll just randomly ask stuff on TikTok and I'll be like, you know, like, anyway, one of the questions was, do you pick your title, then write your book? Or do you write your book, then pick your title? There were so many people that are like, I have to pick my title first and then write my book. And I'm like, how? Like, <laughs> what? I know. <laughs> Could they help me? Like, yeah. Please. And then, and like I was telling Sonia, a lot of them even told me, though, that they changed their title halfway through or whatever because it didn't fit what ended up being, yeah. um, which makes sense. Because, like, I don't know how you can pick a title and then write and then just be like, that's it. I'm done. Like, I don't Because <laughs> they also, like, again, just like you were saying earlier, too, like the, the stories change and things change about it. And sometimes you don't even know where it's going. And then all of a sudden it's done and you're like, okay, well. Guess now we gotta come up with a title for well, it. Well, I guess not for plotters. They got everything done. They're like title, yeah. book, and ending, like done. And I'm oh just like, God. I don't even know what my conflict is gonna be yet. Like I can't like I have a general idea what the book is about, but I think my conflict is about to change. I don't think it is what it was originally supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So it's all over the place. I have no idea. I have no clue how this is gonna work. I'm only in chapter three and things are already not how they were supposed to be. <laughs> They haven't even met yet. The 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 main the female character and the male character haven't even met, and things are changing. And I'm like, it is what it is. It's gonna be it something is what different. It is. Whatever. Yeah, it's okay. You can fix it all in editing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not right. a yeah. problem. I think. Yeah, like, are you what 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 genre are you writing, Don? Dark romance. Um, okay. It's it's my thing. Like I've been reading a lot of it. I mm -hmm. love it, and so like I have a general idea of what kind of book I want, like, and the world I want it in. Mm -hmm. Um, but conflict. I, I want a plot twist. I want the twist, right? Yeah. The the shock. And I've read so many books, so to make sure it's not like the other books I've read. And also, like, unique, but also mm -hmm. make some freaking sense at the end. <laughs> and not be like, this came out of left field. What? what? I, thought the, I thought the father was dead. Well, how, how did he come back? Like, <laughs> and have no answer how he came back? Like, no. <laughs> Just don't make it a dream. People don't like the dream thing. <laughs> oh, I hate the dream thing, too. Dream I thing also hate, I also do not like going back and forth from past to present a lot. Mm. There's a lot of books that do that, like back to when they were 16 and then you have to go back to present. And I'm like, that can kind of get confusing depending, especially yeah. when you have dual POV. Mm -hmm. And then like they're both going back into like the past and you're like, hey, who's, whose memory is this now? Like, and yeah. <laughs> I, I thought they were getting along. What, like what happened? Like, yeah. it's just, so that's no. the thing I can't, I can't deal with. I, I totally I totally get that I think the cool thing about dark romance too is that you can really like go wild yeah, yeah. you you don't you don't have to like follow any of these rules you could just be like what they're in the mafia and this is what's gonna happen and like you <laughs> yeah. just have to kind of go with it they're just they can murder someone and get away with it because there is no law for the mafia like, <laughs> <laughs> or they're like what? To she's the daughter of a serial killer this is just the way you have to be and it's like oh this is so cool you just you could just like re erase all the rules and start new and yeah that, that, that's and like, awesome that's awesome you're writing that 
Yeah, no, I it's it's difficult though. I think I think um, like I said, it's coming up with new ideas mm-hmm. that is just I don't want to repeat. I just don't want to repeat what someone else is doing. But also, there is no choice because there is so many similarities. Like Mafia has been done thousands of times, and the Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. retelling through Mafia <laughs> has been done. <laughs> I can name 10 books right now, the top of my head, <laughs> that did a Beauty and the Beast Mafia retelling. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to say something a little, like, controversial. Go for but it. But the reason that there are so many of those is because they sell. <laughs> they uh-huh. do. And the thing is, is that, like, it's unique if you write it because yeah. it's your perspective and it's something that you're bringing to it. So, yeah. and also, like, readers tend to want like what they know yeah so again that's the kind of thing like people are people search in like amazon for like mafia beauty of the beast like <laughs> yes, fairy tale retellings high steam like reverse harem and they like yeah. search for that kind of stuff and that's like literally what people want is exactly kind of what they've already read just maybe with like a different trope layered in or something like <laughs> yeah. that so it is, is kind of fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because a lot of girls' favorite movie was <laughs> Beating the Beast in Disney. Like, I know. Not that, like, some were Ariel and, like, The Little Mermaid, but most was Beating the, the Beast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the library scene. That library yeah. scene. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You want to kidnap me and then give me a library. I am yeah. okay with that. Stockholm Syndrome coming right up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Although then you grow up to be an adult and, like, I... I don't know. You got, you guys have daughters, right? Yeah, like, she does. I have okay. two sons. Okay. So like, but you, you have kids and like you grow up and you're a parent and then you look back at the beauty of the beast story and you're like, this is problematic in a way it's that so problematic. I'm not sure I'm like okay with. And also like a lot of like Ariel too. I get mm-hmm. like Ariel and I was like, wow. I have a lot yeah, of she questions. Wants to change herself I don't know to if be I with a man. Like, right, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I probably I think, didn't realize this when I was nine, but no. well, now well, I do no. and I have questions. Our parents yeah. didn't care either. They were just like, yeah, it's cute. It's in the cartoon. It's cute. Yeah. yeah. They've been quiet for two hours. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I think that's everything. The, all the questions I have. Um, do you want to plug in your socials where you can get your book? Sure. So um, they're available everywhere um, <laughs> online for the most part. Like they're not in, like Barnes and Noble or anything, um, but they're available on Amazon and Kobo and everywhere else online. Um, I do have like a new like um, super spicy pen name, um, NC Ross, um, and that's on Kindle Unlimited, but the rest of the books are not on Kindle Unlimited. Um, okay. And you can find me everywhere at at Natalie Cross writes. <laughs> nice. Yes, which we have down below <laughs> if anyone wants to check that out. Just the way things go. <laughs> yeah. It was so great to have you on here. Thank you again for joining us for Books and Booze on Opinionated Lushes. And uh, I think that is everything. And Sonia, do you have anything to add? No. That would, thank you so much for reading to us. It was great. Sure. Yeah, no problem. No, thank you for perfect. having me. I, I really, really appreciate it. It was really nice to talk to you guys.
you have yes. actually like a narrator voice. Like when you were reading, I was like, is this a narrator? Like it was good, you, yeah. you did really well. Oh, that's really nice. All I can hear most of the time is my like vocal fry. And I'm like, Ooh, I lived in Los Angeles way too long now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for uh, joining us. And I think that will be everything. And good night. Good night. Yes. Good night. Good night. 